invite you now to join our conversation, an instrument of healing as we share how each of us can grow through times of illness, grief, and loss. Our wish is through these words you will discover a healing community that promotes insight, reignites hope, and nurtures peace. Welcome. So often in my practice, I hear people talk about wanting more time. They want more so they can witness a certain milestone event, enjoy friends, family, and create more lasting memories. These are tender wishes. Their families, in turn, want the same. Everyone seems to naturally want more time. How are you using your precious time? Hopefully, you are doing things you love and spending it with the people who matter most. Quality time is very precious. Time that is full of comfort, health, purpose, and loving people is such a gift. Be grateful for time with the simple things that make you happy. I have witnessed it often. When people have limited time, they notice and appreciate more. Oh, I love hearing you read out of my book. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hello, everybody. This is Kelly Grosslogs, and welcome to Conversations with Kelly podcast. You were hearing from our producer, Jeffrey Cloninger, and it is our topic today, which we are talking about the preciousness of time. It's nice to hear you introduce me, and time is so precious. Thank you, Kelly, for taking that time to, to uh, kind of switch the tables on us a little bit. You know, um, when I wrote that excerpt in my book, it really came from working with people who have been told they have a limited life expectancy. And, you know, that can be anywhere from two years to six months where they they know within the next two years they're going to die. But I really started paying attention particularly to those people who had six months or less to live because... Wow, when you see the world through people's eyes that know that this is going to be their last snowstorm or that this may be their last state fair or their final Hanukkah or whatever it may be, you really start to pay attention um, when you see that. And thinking about just myself, I'll speak for myself, how there have been times in my life where I don't know that I've sat and appreciated some of the more simple but profound things, just kind of assuming that, oh, well, they'll be next year or, you know, I don't really need to pay attention to those beautiful flowers blooming. I mean, if I just walk past them, whatever, there's always next year. And so not that I want to go, you don't really want to go around living um, that, you know, you're going to die tomorrow when that's not how we want to live. But the point of this podcast is how are you using your precious time? And, you know, it, it's, it's interesting, Jeffrey, because all the people I've worked with who are terminally ill, it really doesn't matter what age they are. There's a variation and a theme that comes out that I want more time. Like, I, I want more time to see my great-grandchildren. I want more time. And yet, all along the way, people are grateful for the time they've had. But it's okay that people want more time. I also think for those of us that are in grief, it's never enough time for the person mm. that we lose. Like they could die at, you know, 14 or they could die at 90 and it still doesn't feel like enough time when they die at 90. There's, there's certainly, there's, that, that tends to be a common theme. So then we go back and we think, okay, all of us that are listening 
have a gift of time and this moment. Everybody listening right now has this moment. Even if you've been told you're going to die in the next year, we still have this moment. And so as we're actually sitting here in the studio and I'm looking outside and I'm thinking, wow, those leaves are really green and the sun is out and how beautiful it is that I can sit and enjoy that. And, you know, I don't know that before we started taping this at this moment that I really stopped and appreciated that tree and thinking I won't ever have this moment back to appreciate the sun is hitting it just in the right space and it looks beautiful and the wind's blowing. And, you know, that's from working with years of people who are appreciating things such as this because it becomes so much more profound through the eyes of somebody that is is living with the limited time, you know. And so how are we, you know, how are we? It's a question we should all ask ourselves. Are we spending it on things that don't fill us up? Are we spending it on living our life for someone else? Are we spending it making choices based on what we think others want us to make? Um, are we not living an authentic life? Are we are we holding on to grudges from years ago that, you know, don't serve us anything? And so, you know, and if the answer is no or yes to any of this, it's like, that's the beautiful thing is we have this moment to change that and, and to go forward. I've been thinking a lot about the ideas behind the desire for more time. And sometimes it's, I want more time because the time I've had was already so great. Mm. I, I want more of it. I crave more of it. And sometimes it's because I wasted time, mm. right? And now it's limited. My opportunity to have something that's great is finite, Yeah. right? Um, I love what you're saying too about we have each moment and the, the thing about wanting more time, I think we all want more time, right? But yeah. when we spend so much time wanting for more time, you, <laughs> exactly. lose, you lose the tree. You lose the sun coming in at that certain You're angle. So right. You, and, and so like just about every conversation I think we have, we have an opportunity to find the balance, mm -hmm. the, that spot where, and, and, you know, we can't, sustain balance all the time. We need to flex with whatever is going on in our life. But this is a balance of, of how you spend your time. And part of that is wishing and part of that is hoping. And part of that should hopefully be being. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, I can only speak on behalf of those that have shared their experience with me um, in terms of, of people who are, are living with a terminal disease um, that they um, have shared with me and have taught me that, you know, and, and what's so interesting is even the people I work with. And so if you're listening today and, and you're living with a terminal disease or a chronic disease that could turn terminal, um, you know, the, the, the self the self blaming of, Oh, I didn't do enough with my day to day and I wasted the day. And it, you know, I, again, we can start over at this moment. And I think in, in sometimes the best thing you can do for yourself is nothing. And it's to be like you're saying, and to sit and observe. And we live in a society that bases productivity on 
accomplishments and doing and doing and doing and doing. And, you know, um, yeah, we know at the end, that's not what people meter or value their life upon. Right. You know, they don't sit there at the end and say, well, I got all this stuff done. Exactly. Therefore I had a good life. Exactly. And I, you know, if there's anything I've learned, it's about, um, it's about the people that show up for you. And it's about feeling loved and safe and loving people. And I, and it's those moments and we've all heard me say this, or many have heard me say this. I write about it in a comforted heart. All the times I've sat at the bedside and, or on a couch with somebody who's terminal and asked them, you know, what are your regrets? What's heavy on you in this moment? And, you, you know, some would say what we would consider, oh, I wish I didn't work as long. I wish I retired earlier or whatever. But I didn't hear that as much as I heard. I wasted time worrying. And I spent too much time worrying about something that may or may never come true or worrying was I good enough for people or worrying, was I this, was I that? And, um, and I'll say like, what do you think was the thing you worried about the most? Like what took your time the most? And they often will say, I have no idea. And that profound moment of, okay, so we choose our moments. Like we choose what we're going to do with this moment. And if we choose that we're going to worry about something. Now, granted, I am telling you all right now, I am very good at worrying. Okay, so this, Me too. this sounds all really great, but it is a practice I am working on. Just I really, stop worrying, Kelly. Right. It's that easy. <laughs> right. Um, but it is in my nature to worry about, especially the people I love the most. I mean, that, you know, I wouldn't say I'm like over the top, but I'm, I'm certainly not like, oh, in the moment, never thinking futuristically. Um, or worrying about something I said in the past that, you know, I wish I could be, but coming along with being human, that it comes to it. But I certainly, I, I have the ability to be aware. And in my moments, it's like, am I going to worry about that? Or to your point, Jeffrey, or am I going to sit in this moment and be and love it? For instance, like when I come to tape these podcasts and we're in Chicago and already thinking like futuristically like, oh, when I have to go home, that's going to be sad and I'm going to miss you and I'm going to, it's going to be this and how long will it be until we can see each other again? And, you know, just that is something I have to catch myself doing and being like, then you're not going to enjoy this moment right now. Yep. Yep. You yep. know, and I, you know, and again, I just think that's some of the beautiful things I have seen some of life's most beautiful sights through people who sit in the moment and can appreciate things like you know I, I've given this example before but a woman I worked with we had a big snowstorm in Minneapolis and it was in the end of April and it's like God, everybody's going on you gotta be kidding me and you know and just and I went to Kimberly's home and you know, she was months away from dying and she was out making a snow angel. And I love that. It's just, it was so beautiful. And I looked at her, I said, do you know that you are the only one today, including myself, that hasn't bitched about this snowstorm? And she said, oh, but when it's your last and you, you have the ability to walk in the snow and move your arms and legs, you wouldn't be bitching about it. And I, wow. I, I just... That must have hit you. It it hit me on so many levels, and I thanked her profusely. And uh, I I really, I think about that now when it snows. I, I really do. I think okay, or when it's storming, and it's like, oh, 
this is ruining our plans to, you know, and yeah, I can still be disappointed. It's not saying I can't be disappointed, but my gosh, that was such a beautiful lesson. And the snowstorm is the example. How many other things can we really sit and embrace and be like, oh, I'm, I'm just so fortunate at this moment that even if I'm really tired and I had to walk all those blocks because my bike is broken or whatever, like how beautiful that I got to walk and I can, and I'm enjoying this moment. And maybe I got to catch up with a friend on the phone because I was walking and I can't talk and bike and whatever that may be. I mean, it's just, again, we all get to choose. And especially for those people, I mean, I've heard it, you know, one of my taglines is I have learned how to live from those who are dying. And that is so true. And it's, it's an oxymoron, but it's one of the truest out there. You know, watching people love so intensely, watching people appreciate things, having gratitude for things, um, taking risks, living authentically, letting things maybe go sooner than they would have before, not listening necessarily to all the noise around them, but really trying to listen to themselves. Um, the world getting really small, much more smaller when people are terminal, but so beautiful, like so mm. profound. I keep thinking about wanting more time in the example of being on a vacation. Mm-hmm. And um, the last few vacations I've been on, it's been a little different. And I'm not, not saying I'm some sort of guru now and I can master this, but it's been like at the end of the week, I'm ready to go home. So I don't want more time per se. I want, I, I recognize the great time that I had on vacation. Mm-hmm. And I also recognize that I am ready to be back where I was before. Yes. Um, and so I think I've, in this example, sort of taken away the pressure of wanting more time and just taken a step to back to appreciate what was and also look forward, but not longingly and not in a way that takes me out of where I am at the moment because I'm still on vacation, but also looking forward to what will be. Yeah. Right. And so it's kind of like where you're talking about worry, too. It sparked the idea that we need to figure out ways to transform worry into maybe a, a gentler concept of care. Yeah. You know, if you worry about something too much or if you care about something too much, that's worry. Yeah. But you can still care. Well, yeah, it's beautiful. And I always say to people, what would help, like, what would help maybe diminish that a little bit, that worry? And it often comes to tell somebody, like, tell talk somebody, about it. talk about it. And, you know, as we know, the Swedish proverb says that our grief shared is our grief halved and our joys shared double our joy. And I, I apply that also to worry. I always love it when you do math on this podcast. It's the best <laughs> Um, well, you saw my math earlier today where I almost tipped, um, the server, like I want to be your 75, server next time. 75% because I couldn't add. Um, but it, it's so true. And I apply that to worry and I apply that to, you know, and, and these podcasts can be, um, you know, certainly focused on grief or people with terminal illness or loss. But my hope is that we can apply, everybody that's listening can apply this. And again, from some of my greatest teachers and my true gurus, um, people that live with adversity, people that live and um, still live within suffering. And I, for me, you know, it's just, 
it, it's like a front seat in life. It's like a front row seat to the most profound things you'll ever experience. And yet many people wouldn't want to touch this, you know, wouldn't want to mm. look at it, wouldn't want to hear about it. And yet I have found a way to transform that and be able to bring it to people and say, but listen, you know, I mean, yes, these are very, very sad stories, but what comes from these are opportunities. And, you know, I don't know that necessarily my people that I work with are out to, you know, um, change other people's opinions about how they live their life. That's not it. It's just what I've witnessed going like, oh my gosh, how does this impact me? If it's impacting me and I'm thinking this, maybe other people would benefit from this. And so right. it's just been kind of this evolving thing for 20 years about, hey, here's some things I've witnessed and I keep witnessing it and it's really impacted my life. Maybe you don't have to wait until the end of yours to have these aha moments of um, finding your own voice, forgiveness, expressing love to somebody, allowing love into your life enjoying moments you know we know the cliche of living the now it's cliche but my gosh it's all we have and to get to the future you have to travel through the now you can't get there without being here now and you know so I'm hoping my hope from this podcast is that people kind of they stop for a moment have you ever even really asked yourself what do I want to do with my hour right now? What do I want to do? And it's a lot of times when we think about our day, it's like, okay, I got to go to the grocery store. I've got to do this. Or I should call this person back. Or It makes me think like what I need to do versus uh -huh. what I choose to do and yeah. what I want to do. Yeah. And again, a theme that comes out of many of our podcasts is, is being able to take a moment to take and make a choice. Mm -hmm. Make a choice. Yeah. So even if you know your time is limited you do get to choose what you want to do right. with your time. And when you know your time is limited, in fact, I think it makes it easier to make a choice because it, it, the stakes are suddenly higher. Well, right. And I, I see people feel pretty empowered. Like I get to do this. And you know, um, many of us listening to this podcast, including myself, have experienced a sudden loss where, you know, you didn't necessarily get to plan for it. And um, that means that that person didn't have an opportunity to maybe do the things they want to do, their forgiveness work, their love work, they're finding their voice, they're taking their risk, the leaving a marriage, leaving a job. So, you know, we, again, I don't want to go back to this kind of, okay, you got to live like you're going to die tomorrow. That's not it. It's, it's more about how about just living today because you are alive. And that is because you, know, you can. And because you can. And thank you to all of you, truly, who are listening, who have been some of my greatest teachers, which are those of you living with debilitating diseases, terminal diseases, also those of you who have suffered such painful loss and watching you decide that you are going to take your moments in your life and try to live the best you can live. And so thank you truly to each one of you because because of what we are all experiencing together as one, as a collective, um, you know, I do feel that it makes a difference and to bring it out to the community. So 
you know, this isn't about feeling bad because you sat on the couch for six hours and watched Netflix. It's about, okay, maybe I wanted to go out and um, plant the garden. Okay, well, then I will do that right now. Or I will do that tomorrow if I can or whatever. But knowing that we can't go back and change that, you know, we can't. And it's it's self punitive to whatever it's just about okay I don't want to waste my time shaming myself over that um so I will forgive and be intentional about doing it differently tonight or tomorrow oh that's great and we shouldn't also feel bad about wanting more time right I mean completely right I Why don't wouldn't I, we? I don't want to have anybody leave this podcast thinking oh well I shouldn't want more time well no, we all want more. We all want more time. And so that part of it's okay. Let's just take that away. How are we going to spend the time that yes, we do have? Thank you. Yep. Thank you for saying that. And we all want more time. And that's why I wrote that because, I mean, and, and you and I are, have both said the same thing, you know, in a, in a more simplistic form, it's about maybe wanting a little more time when you're on vacation or when you're with somebody that you yeah. enjoy. And, and that's natural. What I'm finding, though, is when I have myself already left leaving the experience, you know, two days ahead, five days ahead, whatever it is, I'm not in it then. And then maybe I'll regret not being in it or whatever. But, you know, again, we have, we do have the ability to be both, you know, and our anticipatory ability for anything is quite great as humans. We can anticipate the worst um, scenario and, and we usually do. And we usually do. And 85% of what we worry about doesn't come true. Um, that is a true statistic through research. And so, wow, that's a lot. I mean, if you're, you know, it doesn't mean it's not going to come to fruition in some form of it. But the way we've catastrophic, you know, we're so catastrophic in our thinking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it's So it's important. Like, so my hope today and my ask of people is that, and you're absolutely right, Jeffrey, is to absolutely want more time. And, you know, I have to say there's a lot of people I want more time for as well that I know personally right now I'm thinking of. It's like, yeah, or people that have died too soon from disease. Many people I love personally, I'm like, damn it, yes, I wanted more time for them. Um, but what I want to ask all of us is that throughout our moments in our day, to just stop, take a big breath, use the senses that you can, whether it's seeing something, hearing something, tasting something, feeling something, whatever that may be, and really tune into those and allow yourself to live in those moments, choosing those moments, being grateful for those moments, and not questioning how many more are to come, but just really embracing the one that you have at this time. This was time well spent. I hope so. And to all of you, my deepest, deepest, true gratitude and love. And be well. Be well, everyone. We'll catch you next time. Thank you, Jeffrey. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you for listening to this CWK podcast. It's our hope that these words bring comfort, healing, and insight to your life, wherever you are and whatever you're experiencing. Please subscribe and share this episode.
You can also follow and like Conversations with Kelly on Facebook. One quick note, we've done our best to share some ideas, tips, and techniques to help guide you. This podcast's content is not intended to be a substitute for or constitute professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We encourage you to seek professional medical advice if needed. Thank you.